Recorded live. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you may be across the nation or around the world. Once again, you're listening to the VMR Communities Roundtable Podcast. This is podcast number 618. My name is Eric Nelson, and with me I have my regular co-host, which is Matt Longeth. Today is Wednesday, August 17th. Matt, how are you doing today? Eric, that makes 11 short days from the Sunday before the start for Explore. It's going to be here. It feels like we've been talking about it forever, but it's just around a corner. And hopefully you and I will finally be able to do a podcast on the show floor, actually in person for once. I think we are now up to almost 80 some episodes that you and I have done across the last two years. But before we get to all things explore, uh, talking about what we have for the nooks, for the experts, my favorite questions are always to ask of you. How are you? How are things out on the west coast and what is the color of the bay i'm i'm doing great uh i think i'm running on about three hours sleep i've been i worked till two o'clock last night building it's show season nooks definitely show season every everything is coming together we'll talk about them but i'm doing really good i'm actually energized and exciting and i uh I saved, you know, full calves for this month, right? So I've been doing full calves every morning, right? So I'm like, I'm amped up. I'm excited to be here. And uh, it is odd weather in California. We had rain this morning. So we've just got some thunderstorms coming through. I'm not, I'm not sure where they're they're coming from, but it's been a little bit humid. We've been having that uh, easterly humid out here in California. None of us know what to do. I'm like, I come out of the shower and 30 minutes later, I'm sweating again. I'm like, I don't get it. This is not how California works. It's like... The rest of the world gets this, but I don't. Uh, so I'm excited. The color of the bay, it's just uh, its just kind of cloudy and green today, right? Uh, we got uh, some weather. It's not cold like California rain normally is. It's its warm, hot, like tropical weather. So interesting times in Silicon Valley, as always. On the show today, I'm excited, uh, Matt, because we have Adam uh, Varasto, I think it is, but he'll tell, tell us how he says his last name, as traditionally on this show. Uh, but Adam runs the beta programs. He's run the beta programs for quite a while. He's an avid community guy. He has a communities at VMware.com. He has a beta area there that he works with that. And he does a lot of other stuff too. So it's kind of cool to have him on the show. Matt, I don't know if you've ever worked with Adam or the beta programs, but I'm excited about the topic. I have not worked with Adam personally, but I am very adept to all of the things that we have access to within the TAM community as far as the beta programs and whatnot. It's you know, very essential to the part of the TAM service and the overall uh, ecosystem that we have within the software development platform across many, a myriad of all of our uh, business units. So uh, Adam, welcome to the program. And I can't wait till we can dive in a little bit to hear about all the different offerings that you have and the beta program in general. Happy to be here, guys. Thanks, Thanks for having me today. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but before we get to Adam, we'll do some news. Uh, I'll just I'll talk about what's actually happening with uh, with Explore, of course, right? So uh, good news, uh, Matt, is the VXPOT Nooks that we've been talking about. Uh, they made it through customs. We paid the the tariffs for the machines. And I got to say, I've been looking online at the prices that they're selling them. Things were given away. And they're like $275 uh, for things that, you know, we went to Alibaba, went directly to the manufacturer, went off Alibaba, didn't even use them and bought directly. I took a risk because I, you know, I cut PO dollars to the vendor. We just paid them like cut out the middleman. Yeah. We cut out everybody. And we, we risk paying like 50 K to this vendor that we really don't know. They could have easily just went, 
thanks for the 50k see you later but it, in the end we got these things at like a hundred dollars a unit right where they're selling for 280 300 a unit on on the sites here in the u.s so kind of excited to get the deal and be giving these away and they all get landed today so i'm happy about that they should be showing up and we're going to take them over to vmware shipping and have them shipped directly to moscone if we're lucky so that's good and thank you to netapp who are, who gave us some money to cover the costs so uh, good for them and uh we, we got stickers made in Sticker Mule for them on the boxes. So uh, calling out their booth, everybody can go, you know, engage with them as well and say thank so Eric, you to them. What's that process going to look like? We, we For our listeners that are out there, they obviously we've asked that they have pre-registered on the V-Expert portal so that we know that they are coming to the event. But, you know, they're, they're attending Explore. They show up where are, are these going to be given away who do they need to speak through? What does that process look like um, to receive your Nook if you're going to be attending Explore this year? So I think we we did pre-reg for the Nooks for V experts. You had to go online to the V expert app, sign up to say you were going to be there, so we knew how many to order. So we did order them, and then on the yep. second floor of Moscone West is where the community's booth is with community sessions. The reason we're over there is because we are we do have two session theaters, V Brown Bag and Code. Uh, which are in Schedule Builder, and all the session rooms are over in West on the second and third floor. And so they're basically putting us so that you can easily move from our sessions to the other sessions that you might have on your schedule. So that's where the booth is. And then you come to the booth of lobby front of our booth. Uh, Corey will be there with Jenny Gonzalez and others. And you just, if you're on the list, you can pick up your nook there, say hello to everybody, uh, give high fives, and uh, visit our sticker wall. Where And if you have stickers, stickers of your own blog brand or whatever you can bring them put share them with everybody in our sticker wall blogger tables are going to be there alistair is going to be there uh, and others so uh, should be a fun place come hang out at uh, the the vanware communities booth as many of you guys have for the, so many years we're going to be back and come pick it up and then they're the size of a shoebox so you should be aware that uh it's not something that's going to easily just fit in your backpack. It's kind of a box because the Nooks have a mounting plate that you can mount on the wall, right? It has a power supply keyboard, you know, not keyboard, power supply and miscellaneous other things. So the box, even though the Nook is, you know, the size of four inch, four inch square, the shoe box is kind of big. You're going to have to pick them up. And we've got storage on site in the booth that we'll be giving all of them away. That's, sounds great. Yeah, sounds good. Second um, floor of Moscone West right. over at the community's booth. Right. So pick up your nook. And then if you want to come by and do the home lab, we are going to be opening up, um, doubling the number of sessions for the code 2769 US uh, session. That is the Intel nook look inside. So we got them taken apart. Uh, we got like 30 set up that you can come see how they work. And then we have a sensor, smart sensor lab that will attach sensors to uh, the, the Nooks Intel x86. And we got C code that will take you through to how to, you know, program uh, your sensors. So if you walk up to your desk, you know, and you have a motion sensor, it'll tell you, you know, it sees you, it can then power on your desk for you. There's a, there's a 110 volt, uh, 
uh, relay sensor that you can wire things in. So kind of a fun project to teach you how to code. We're using Visual Studio uh, to you know, edit the C code. Should be a fun lab. And also just get you exposed to the Nook. And then Bill Roth is going to uh, explain how to run Tanzu on that x86 Nook as well. So should be a great lab. We're going to double the number of seats that we have uh, scheduled for that session because they are consumed by watch and schedule builder this week. We'll open those up. And uh, if you have friends that want to bring, 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 bring friends along, it should be fun. So we got that. And then of course we got all the community sessions. Uh, Alistair is going to be there uh, from V bomb bag. Those are all scheduled. The code talks are scheduled. Um, and then of course we have the VMUG. I do a shout out to the VMUG party, uh, which I think is Monday night at the ping pong play. So go to vmug.com. Yep. And uh, register for that. Just have to be a sign up to be a VMUG member. It's free. And then uh, sign up to come to the party. I know that we got some executives uh, that are going to do drive-bys between Ragu and Kit and uh, Summit. Uh, I think they're going to have some executive sponsorship that's going to be there Monday night. Uh, then, of course, Wednesday night is the party uh, over at... Um, the basketball stadium. So the, they, I think we've leased the golden state warriors basketball stadium and we're going to have the party in this, in the stadium. So I don't know if they're going to be able, I don't know if we're going to be on the floor. Have they dropped shots? who the artist is as of yet? I know that's usually one of the last things to come out. I think they spent their money on the stadium and doing fun things in the stadium, like, you know, shooting contest or whatever. I don't, I don't quote me on this. I don't really know what they're doing inside, but I think they spent their money on the stadium and things do in the stadium. And then the, I think they've just got like how they do in Europe. I think they got a handful of no name bands, right. Or like, yeah, quasi no name bands, like cover bands. So I think they're going to have music, but I don't think they went with any big name entertainment. They took the money to get the stadium activities in the stadium food in the stadium and then the cover bands are just kind of like cover bands so we got some music there, sure right yeah yeah. But, yeah so i think that's the that that's what they did there, which should be fun i i love that when we did it at the pack bell ballpark that time where we all got to be out on the ball ballpark field and and had fun slides and party and food uh, i'm looking forward to something similar i don't know i haven't seen the layout of everything but uh, i would say i think there's something like that and it at the time, they did the bands the same way, except they, at back ball, they actually got Magic Dragons, right? Which was kind of fun because they actually had a big name in there. But they weren't a big name at the time. They were a medium name. So anyway, that's the deal. So again, the Wednesday night party, uh, we do have the Monday night VMUG party. We're doing the Nook giveaways. Everybody's going to be there. And I know the numbers are going to be over 10,000, right? That's my prediction, given that I know where we're at right now, which we... We've crossed over 8,000 and we've still got two more weeks left and we're running it over 1,000 a week now. Uh, my guess is that we're going to have a good turnout uh, at the U.S. And my guess is that we'll all probably meet that in Europe as well. So I think it's going to be a lot of people coming out. Uh, COVID is dying down here in the U.S. So I'm kind of excited about the fact that people aren't afraid to come do things. So that's the news. That's what I know. Anything else before we move? get to Adam? Nothing from my end. Let's progress along to All the right. data program. All right. Well, Adam, uh, how do you say your last name? And welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Eric. Um, yeah, so it was very, very close, actually. Evaristo. 
Everisto. Is, All right. Everisto is usually how I it, it, it's it pronounces the way it's it it, it reads. Yeah, there you go. Which is, which is nice. It. So Adam, yeah. me and you have worked on communities and beta programs for quite a long time. At the on the podcast, because we're a community podcast, it's good to get to our listeners to know who you are. Why don't you give sure. us a little bit about uh how long have you been working in the industry? How did you get where you are today? Give us the three or four mil, mil, minute elevator pitch of how you got where you are today. Yeah, yeah. I think um, just being super lucky and knowing the right people. And no, uh, so yeah, a little bit of background. I've you know I've been at VMware for a little bit over three years now. I think almost three and a half. Uh, responsible for customer programs, focused um, customer programs within product management. Uh, yeah. Currently in the cloud infrastructure business group. Um, so the beta programs we look after uh, focus on vSphere and VMware Cloud Foundation, mostly. And uh, prior to this, and so there's a number of different programs, and we can talk about that later. But prior to coming to VMware, I also did very similar work at Google for Google Cloud, um, also running customer programs through communities. And we use a, a different community platform than we use today at VMware. Um, and then prior to that, I actually um, ran support teams working in technical support and running enterprise support uh, in the Americas for uh, a couple of products for Cisco, uh, as well as Adobe, responsible for uh, Creative Cloud Enterprise at one point. Um, I love communities. Um, I've seen the power of what communities can do uh, from uh, from very many you know many different use cases. So I'm you know excited and looking forward to speaking to you both about it. Yeah. Nice, nice. I, I, I got to say that a lot of people that we talk to in communities, uh, about a third of them come through customer support, right? Like, and uh, end up a third of them come through field activities and that. And so, and your 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 time at Cisco that makes sense. So, are you in the are you in the Bay Area? Is that uh, sounds yeah, like very yeah. Bay Bay Area ish, but hard yes, to know. yes. Born and raised in the Bay Area, and matter of fact, uh, Silicon Valley Barry native is what I like to um, tell people that I'm proud about. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. And also it started in tech support, like you mentioned. And I think it just makes sense. I think uh, for me, uh, the other thing I didn't mention is that through the, I think the 20, my 20 or so years uh, experience in this industry, um, the part that's always held true was the customer engagement piece of it. Uh, and in the past, like, you know, you know, starting off in support, Back then, when I was running support teams, it was primarily phone and email. You know, we didn't have communities. And now, you know, as we look at customer experience and customer support and how it's delivered, um, we look at, you know, various channels and communities is definitely one fantastic way of, you know, getting engaged and, and you know, talking to customers and partners as well. Yeah. I my wife, I came as an IT administrator, right? Like I started with SCO Unix. I've taught, you know, I've told people this story many times on the show. But in the end, my wife that I met, she was administrator, but she got into support. And so I still stayed in administration, right? Because I just love keyboards and configuring hardware and doing, you know, I don't know. Right. I like I like administration tasks. I think it's fun to make things work. Uh, but she did the support stuff and started working with customers. And then I got into community because I like stealing software and sharing it, right? Like, so it was okay. kind of like not yeah. really stealing, but it is now, nowadays. And right. 25 years later, I would just call it stealing. But back then it was more like we were super geeking out and uh, cracking software and sharing it. And the idea of one upload uh, to 10 downloads and sharing 
staring and you did a lot of other things besides just staring. You supported the software, you engaged with people. And I came up into the community space of sharing stuff and helping people understand how to be an administrator. And, but my wife did support and they both kind of converged because in the end, it is the same role. It is supporting you know, people that are using and trying to solve problems. Right. So I like yeah, that. So yeah, absolutely. it's a, v- a very common uh, scenario that we all live in, right? Especially, and then there's some people that end up in engineering and then come down into community. Yeah, that's fewer, but it, it is too. So Matt, I'll let you uh, take us into uh, with uh, to the next phase of this with Adam, which is like, why don't you ask him about beta programs in general? Yeah, Adam, let's say that a customer didn't prior know uh, um, that beta was out there. Um, how is as far as getting introduced to all of the beta ecosystem? Yeah. Um, are they best to interface? Right. Of is there different sites? Is there a, a single portal for all of the other BUs? As far as what what what's out there? What are you in charge of? What can you speak yeah. to? How is that customer best introduced to our beta programs? That fantastic question, Matt, and I appreciate you for asking that. We do, I don't know if we can put that up, Eric, but we do have a VMware beta community site um, where people can go to and they can register, become a member, and learn more information. Um, I think that's probably the best way, one of the best ways to find out. The other ways I've learned about how across different teams at VMware, have communicated or socialized or promoted the various betas that are running uh, is either through marketing channels or through other communities, other forums. Um, but since we have, we do have our, VM, our, our VMR communities platform and we do have a betas um, channel there, that is you know, a, a good place to go to uh, find out about VMR betas. And for those that are just listening along, Adam, do you happen to know the URL for that or an approximate URL of where yeah. they might be able to? I, I have it here. Uh, and so I'll just, I'll just put it in chat over on the uh, talk show. But it is communities.vmware.com slash T5 slash betas. And that should get you there. Okay. You have that T5, right, Eric? Yeah, T5 slash betas. And then ct-p-500-home if you really want to get to. But just go to communities.vmware.com. And up on the top menu item at communities.vmware.com is a link called betas. So you can't miss it. We're in the main nav. And uh, that's the entryway to all the beta programs. Yeah, and that's the easier way to navigate to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so that that that's kind of cool. So one of the questions I had, Matt, which I Adam, you can, you can chime in mm-hmm. on is... Um, the value of betas, if you had to come encapsulate what the value of betas are for people that you've seen through the beta programs, how would you, what would you say the best takeaway is for people that are engaging in betas? Several, and it really depends on the person. I think, you know, as a business for VMware, we benefit from getting the feedback from, you know, from customers, from partners, from testers, from people all over um, that are, non-VMware people for the first time experiencing and touching this pre-release software. And then uh, on the on the flip side, those folks were able to communicate directly to VMware. You know, these aren't uh, other folks that are like managing our communities for us. We don't hire a third party to run our communities or our betas. It's all VMware. It's all, it's, you know, product managers, engineers, or uh, the actual uh, folks responsible for 
you know, driving innovation, making changes and uh, feature enhancements, et cetera, directly into the product. So that I, I think is super valuable. Uh, and, and that's, a, you know, from a lot of the feedback that we've gotten from either from surveys or discussions, you know, that's, we love to see, you know, comments like that. Yeah, I would imagine so. And, um, you know, take us through a typical beta program. I know we have uh, private sure. beta programs and public beta programs. And uh, do you have to apply to be a beta in- engineer? With would they let me in? Would they better yet? Would they let Matt in? Like, uh, what's the sure. process for onboarding uh, people that uh, you're going to engage Fantastic. with? Fantastic question. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's a couple of different betas, and I would say depending on the team and the product. Some product teams, some engineering teams may run their betas differently, just depending on their use cases, the technicalities, the specifications, and all that involved. I can comment specifically. I'm happy to comment specifically on vSphere um, and uh, what we do, since I am responsible for the vSphere continuous download beta program. Sure. And um, so for, for for the vSphere beta program, it's... Sure. Uh, Adam, I'm sorry. Yes. When we say continuous download, uh, yes. So what what what's the a uh, little bit of background there? I mean, is are we talking about nightly builds when we talk yes. about continuous download, or or what defines that particular criteria? Great questions after great questions. Yeah, actually, we went through a sort of rebranding, a renaming of this. I want to say um, just before the vSphere seven release. And it was the the notion that you know we're we're going to continue to post you know fresh new builds of, of vSphere, um, so the vCSA, the ESX, and uh, and so that folks can continue to test and see you know what's what's coming, what's available, and I guess you know continue to provide their feedback directly to you know the product and engineering teams, um, and. We were at first when we when we rolled this out for the first year, we were open to we were actually targeting a, a monthly refresh process, and uh, actually the legwork, the engineering work involved to preparing a build to provide to the community. By the way, we didn't get into the numbers of the members, but uh, we have about six to seven thousand uh, community members in that space. Yeah, it's a pretty big pretty big community. And so just you know, all the engineering work, all the testing, all that involved um, going into actually producing a build, um, the monthly cadence thing um, was a bit of a stretch, was a bit of a challenge. I think we, we had a lot of engineering leaders that uh, weren't too happy with, um, with that push right off the bat. So far, we've sort of landed on a once per quarter, and the community seems to be happy with that. And you know, internally, it seems to work well logistically, operationally. And we're able to provide, you know, good enough payload, new fe- introduce new features, um, new workflows, all of that. Uh, so so far, we 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 uh, are kind of sticking to that cadence. We just recently um, published a release candidate for vSphere, uh, very 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 recently. I want to say in the last two weeks. And so the VMware vSphere beta is a um, uh, an official private confidential private beta. It is um, uh, through application only, and the application, the uh, online application is available online. People find it uh, either through Googling it or through forums, but we've also, our marketing teams have also um, posted about this, blogged about it, and shared the sign-up forms for this. I'm also, uh, Eric and I, are, we're, we're happy to share you know, the sign-up form for this as well. goes through 
you know, a bit of an extensive, not an extent, but it goes through a bit of a review process, you know, just to ensure um, that, you know, we don't have any, you know, competitors, although in some respect, we, we may have some folks that are partnering with us on, on some features, et cetera. But um, we go through a review process and uh, an enrollment process and, um, and we, we, you know, we've got the community and now we've got about 7,000 people there. Not all of them are continuously active, um, but you know, we've got a good sized number of folks that are continuing to test the betas and uh, providing good feedback. And what I would say is that uh, not only do you vet people, but then I think you have to go through an NDA process as well and si sign an NDA form or click, right. click through that yeah, to get yeah. into this program as well, right? Yes. So our our standard VMware our master um, software beta test agreement um, is required. Um, so that, in addition to the standard um, EULAs, the end user license agreements um, that are acknowledged every time you download uh, a build. It, it is interesting, you know, uh, Matt, I, I've seen this where, these programs, when they get big, when you say 7,000 or even 4,000 or even 2,000, I remember in the early days of VMworld where we had 250 sessions that we had to go update the data on the sessions. Anything where it takes more than 100 times to go enter people is an immense amount of effort to just... Well, just, just do some yeah. simple numbers here, right? right. So let's say 7,000 active within that community or 7,000 signed up members. Even if you only have 10% of that greater community, right? That's right. 700 like fully act active partners, customers. Sending you know, bug reports and engaging. Yeah. That are, you know, actively downloading the software, deploying it out there, and then providing feedback. That's 700 points of potential, you know, conflicts, feedbacks for PMs, things that now are going to set potential directions of that next release or, you know, potentially. Uh, a bug that's out there. I mean, that's a lot to manage and collect even at a smaller scale with just a little bit of the community. And I'm sure that Adam will correct me in saying that it's much more active than that, which I would hope that it would be. But yes, it, it's an important part of, as I had mentioned before, the overall software build, validation and test um, process that we have for both core vSphere and then the other BUs and the other beta programs that we have out there. But then the backend management of all that to speak to you know Adam and his teams that are out there, there's a tremendous amount that goes into this um, to qualifying those responses and then making sure that it gets fed back to the, the right PMs and line managers to incorporate the feedback so that it's not just you know a signal noise that's in there within the community. Yeah, absolutely. Matt, I know you've got somewhere else to go, so thanks a lot for being here for the first half of the show, and I will carry on with Adam because I'm going to talk to you about what I ate this morning, right? Because I think, uh, you know, we'll get into like uh, the the, the <laughs> next gen, next, next generation gen. beta program. Thank you all. We'll catch there. you next week. Yeah, yep. So Adam, uh, excited. Yeah. We've talked a little bit about betas. We've covered like, you know, why customers into 7,000. I mean, uh, I know that if you just get... If, 2% wrong, you're dealing with like 70, 140 people that are complaining at you because, you know, even if you only get 2% wrong when you're talking 7,000, it gets to be a pretty big number, right? And so uh, 
lot of work goes into that. So thanks for right. doing yeah. that. And I know that you are running a vSphere beta right now that has been going yeah. on, right? Right. And and, yeah. and I've been told that we're not allowed to talk about the version number, right? Because we're that's just right. not allowed that's to. Right. So it's that's why I talked about what I ate this morning for breakfast, <laughs> because right. I think that's going to be a lot of fun at VMworld coming up because you guys are working on a release. This is going to be a massive release that's going to be out there um, that, you know, we're not allowed to talk about yet, but uh, a lot of work goes into this. How long have you been running this continuous beta program for this particular release? Yeah, so uh, we just posted, I think, I want to say, uh, oh, July 1st, actually. July 1st, we posted the first build uh, with brand new uh, features, enhancements, uh, a lot on lifecycle management. I know a lot of our community will be very excited to, to see that and test that if they haven't yet. Um, but we also just posted, like I mentioned, uh, even more recently, I want to say, I think it was uh, maybe about a week or two weeks ago, um, a release candidate build, uh, higher quality, higher performance. Um, again, uh, super excited. We've gotten really good feedback so far from the community. Now, um, you know, I, I wish we, we were getting more, you know, feedback from the community, of course, but I think, uh, you know, folks seem to, you know, test it, play with the features, and not everyone, you know, responds back with what they like and what they dislike. So I think it's important to ask very pointed questions to get to understand what uh, you know you're looking to find out, and you know we do that through surveys, and that seems to be you know, pretty helpful. When you're part of this program, I haven't, I've never, um, honestly, been in a beta program, right? Because I just, mm -hmm. it's not my job. But um, how do you file bugs, and do you get visibility yeah. into the bug tool when you're part of this? Yeah, so depending on the product, uh, on the feature itself, I can comment specifically specifically on vSphere. So we do have alignment with GSS, with our support team, uh, to provide us with support, which is nice. Not every product or product team uh, has this sort of alignment or right. partnership with support where they could uh, you know, depend on that resource to support this. But you know, vSphere you know, in, is... is Obviously, you know, like, right. yeah, um, core to, to VMware, and there's tons, a ton of customers, ton of people that are using vSphere, and so it's it, it's it's helpful that we do have that. But not every product team or not every beta has that. Some of the other betas that we've run um, are primarily supported either through the engineering team, right, primarily, uh, and then also through like technical marketing, right. the PMs directly. Right. So uh, let me let me summarize here. If you're in the big program like vSphere, you can file support ticket. They'll file okay. a bug. They'll handle it for you and they'll work with you to solve whatever issue you're having. And and if you're not in one of the tier ones, you're in a tier two or tier three, we still have mm -hmm. the community area. So you get invited to community area. You can post things in the forums. You can have discussions about it. And I assume that the engineering team are in on those forums, you know, yes. communicating with you about what potential bugs you might have found or not found. And then they'll file right. something if they if they want to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what we love, right? I mean, not that we love bugs, but we love the feedback. We want to be able to you know lean on the community and have them uh, to be able to report any defects or anything that we can you know, potentially fix right away. Do people actually uh, run this stuff in production, even though you've told them not to? Like, uh, what's the probability that some of these people are actually putting heavier workloads on on their pre-releases? Yeah, that's a good question. From my experience, uh, majority of them are run pre-production, uh, just because it is pre-release, it's beta software, it's not really supported to the extent of what 
a production, you know, GA quality release would. But, um, you know, some I do know that some of the individual testers do test it for other reasons. Uh, but for the most part, it tends to yeah. be pre-production. Right, right. Yeah. Um, we also do have a hosted lab. Uh, and I, I'm going to hate myself for bringing this up now because it's not available for vSphere particularly. But we tend to always run a hosted lab in conjunction with our download beta program as well. Oh, um, so if anyone hasn't tried that or looked to try right. that, um, right. it should be available very soon. Oh, nice! That, that, that's that, that's a that's a nice thing. Um, yeah, folks don't have to use their own labs or, the, or install anything; they can just test the features. Nice. Um, so beta programs. We've talked about bug uh, bug integration and how to how to do that. Um, training. Do you guys do any kind of how do you learn what's new in a release, right? Like, are there release notes? How do I know what I should be testing when a new release like this comes out or Canada comes out? Yeah, great question. Um, I think uh, in general, for the most part, for, for the majority of teams, they'll produce a workflow document for uh, specific features that they want, you know, the user to test. test. Okay. Um, they'll want them to test something and they'll, and they come through a number in a variety of different forms. It tends to be, you know, instructions, step-by-step -step guides, um, and then in addition to release notes. And we also put out a document of uh, of all the new features uh, that they can expect to see. It's not a you know full uh, inclusive list, right. but it is kind of the you know the, the highlights. Yeah, I know a few years back, we'll just go back to memory lane, that we did have some new features in vSphere. I think it was six or something. that It was in beta. And then because it didn't wasn't ready, it had too many bugs, they pulled yeah. it, you know, uh, you know, yeah. and, and then didn't tell anybody they were pulling it. So everybody was excited about and we're getting yeah. ready to deploy when the new release came out. And the new release came out and they're like, wait, <laughs> what happened to set number of features? So it's not oh, a guarantee yeah. that this stuff's going to be in there. It's just kind of like a work yeah. in progress, right? And yeah, you, you yeah. really don't know. Yeah, well, I think you know, the difficulty, I think a lot of people, uh, folks may not realize that, you know, VMware is a large company. It's, a large, it's got many teams and many folks are kind of working in conjunction. And a lot of the things have to kind of come together, you know, and right. it's, it's, yeah. Um, there, there, <laughs> there is a head engineer and there is a train right. and there is a process and there's, there's, there's politics that get involved right, with, you know, revenue potential and all kinds of things that happen to make these decisions to release. Now it's a little bit different now that we're on such a, uh, a I think, I feel like SAS has turned us into a, a quicker turn time. Like it used to be vSphere releases were every three years and then it cut down right. to like every two years and two months. And right. now I feel like it's down to like almost a year, right? Like, or maybe a year and a year and a, and a quarter, right? Like where, right. so yeah. that has made this less of a challenge because you know, you don't have to push it. If you're not going to make this release, there'll be another quarter. Of the, we do update releases now. So I think that's less of an issue. Right. More frequent updates and releases. Yeah. Another absolutely. question I, I have for you, which I've always wondered, like, do you guys actually do like look for particular beta programs that have particular hardware configs, right? Because I, I got to imagine that you're looking for some people that have vSAN uh, arrays. Uh, you got some people that have X number of VMs running. How do you guys manage that? So that's a really great question because those usually come into us. Those come into us directly from the PMs in a very, like the way you described, a very unique, specific scenario. And then what we would traditionally do, I and my team would do, is we would go and recruit 
that specific customer that fits those uh, specifications. So it's a little bit um, more challenging in the sense where you know we don't have an application form. We're collecting signups and we're pulling interest and we're pulling people in and we're gathering interest. We're we're identifying the you know the the environment the persona we need the setup we need and we're trying to identify them and we're working through various channels say for instance account teams to to, to help us through the communication because they don't like when you know we talk directly to their customer without you know informing us so it even may, you know adds a little bit even more difficulty sometimes but um, th those do happen uh, they don't happen as often and as regularly but uh, as an example they're happening now with i won't say but for instance car week is kicking off in monterey so project uh, something uh there was a specific one that has right. to do with right. with specific hardware right so there's uh that's an example where you know, were identified and and that's um what i call that is more of a, a high touch beta so the way that we for our for cibg for the area that i oversee it's um we have uh, various flavors of betas we have the download beta program which we described we also have high-touch beta, which is a lot more specialized, unique, where we're going and identifying the customers and refining the customers. And then there's the hosted one, which we talked a little bit about earlier, where we're setting up the environment, the customer just has to go and test the features. Yeah, yeah, that that's interesting, right? That that, that not all beta programs have the same objectives, not all beta have right. the ways they roll out. Some of them are invite only, some of them are very small yeah. lists, right? It just depends on, but obviously vSphere, you know, it has been big. We ran open betas for a long time now. And so it has been obviously very big. So it is, it is kind of cool. As, um, and you gave me an, an idea, I think for the VMware beta communities channel, that means that I think we should use that page to, collect interest of these special unique betas that we just talked about. So right. And that 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 leads me to another thing that I know me and you have been working on is uh, the what they call ideation, right? Or a list of features generation, right? And vote up, vote down, thumbs up, thumbs down. Yes. I know that's always Absolutely. been controversial because um, when you when you get list of features, everybody gets excited and they start sharing. And uh, yeah. it turns out the engineering teams have a list of features ten years long, right? Like that are high priority for enterprise customers. And so sometimes right. community members feel a little disheartened that you know you're engaging, you're giving us ideas, and they never mm -hmm. see their ideas implemented. And the, the reality is if you talk to the engineering teams, they're like, yeah, we got like super high priority things that we have to do that if we announce yeah. that, hey, we've got these things that are like breaking enterprise thousands of VM, the fact that you want a menu button, you know, somewhere over here versus over there is never going to make it up the list. And so it's kind of disheartening for people yeah, that yeah. share things and so it's like but then the ideation so they call this thing ideation and there is aha now which is a SaaS service ideation that i think uh program uh users use and i know that we're working with you to build a widget plugin for the beta programs to allow ideation kind of to happen within the beta communities um what's your thoughts on ideation and the whole idea of list and this idea that some yeah. people have we made progress on this? How how is this working for VMware these days? Yeah, I think you know. So that's another one where I will admit, you know, many PM teams, many product teams tend to kind of run things the way that it suits their needs, right. their businesses. So there isn't that much uniformity. I would say there may be similarities. Um, I will say, you know, one thing you, you touched on earlier as far as uh, well, well, what I heard was the lack of incentivization and not addressing 
you know, some of the ideas that uh, folks are submitting, I think that's super duper important. Um, you know, I, I think what's most, I think uh, it, it's important to have a portal, have an area for customers to be able to express their feedback, to provide their comments. Uh, without that, they're just going to feel lost, like they don't know where to go. So we need to provide that. But then uh, in hindsight, at the same time, when we do, um, you know, release a feature or do something that's going to, um, you know, address whatever they've given us, I think it's important. And this is where I've seen uh, other companies have done this. And maybe one of the ones that I've mentioned earlier on in my introduction is where we go and incentivize them. For instance, you um, using gamification within right. communities. So for instance, awarding them with additional points, a badge, for instance, you know, so they've got that sort of medal of honor, they've got that, that they can display, they've got some sort of incentivization that, you know, they're being heard, they're being identified and, you know, their, their, their feedback is valued. Yeah. I, I used to, I used to be on that bandwagon, the gamification bandwagon. Now yes. I've, you know, have, I've spent more time running cloud software, you know, my spare time and that I'm like, I don't want a gamification. All I want is a button that says make this stuff work or make my problem right. go away because I'm not in it for the game. I'm in it to make my, I make stuff work and, and go home. Right. So it is, it is interesting that uh, we have that, but it is, it is one of these things that we do. I, I would say that uh, just having the history of this uh, Ragu uh, used to come to me running communities, the online forums, and he mm. would say, give me a report on how many conversations we had over this last month on uh, on the HTML5 client, right? Like, and 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 he personally would go go look at that, and he yeah. wanted the numbers because he would put that in front of eStaff, right? Going like, hey, we've you know this is what we got with the H to five integration of HTML5 clients, and I also he he reached out back in the day when we did uh, core licensing, uh, where we would. Uh, socket licensing versus core yep. licensing versus just general server licensing. And we had made changes when Pat Gelsinger took over, we made, we announced the licensing changes. And let me yep. tell you that they, he wanted numbers on community threads, right? So there, yep. those conversations, even though they might not seem like they're having direct impact, like everybody's complaining about the HTML5 client or blah, blah, blah. It is getting up to executives. It is it, VMware ecosystem inside of VMware is aware, right? And some of us read it, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, it, you know, it's important, especially for not just especially, but executives to, you know, top down to engineer administrative level. It's always interesting to see, you know, or hear about the conversations that people are having about your product. And if people are having that product like on, uh, on your telephone line, wouldn't you want to listen in and say, "Hey, you know, what are they hearing? I want to hear. Like, right, what are they right. talking about?" So that's how I that's how I see communities. Like all these discussions are happening. It's a way for you to sort of you know have that all in one shot and review and see everything, and then you know you could report it out to, in this case, the CEO or whomever else is asking yeah. for it. At the time, he wasn't actually the CEO. He was head of product strategy, but still, nonetheless, it went up to the CEO. They would they would have conversations yeah. about it, and it, it is oh, it yeah. Is, it is it is good that it that is there right and uh, yep. and yeah uh, so your the voice is heard even though some of these lists of things you know seem like it's you know but every once in a while they'll come through i know that um i uh, took over management of uh, uh, ctab which is C mm -hmm. customer technical advisory board oh, and yeah. i've been writing ctabs for the last 3 or 4 years right and uh, ragu and kit 
are producing a list of all the feedback that comes from CTAB, right? And that's going in front of eStaff, right? To say, okay, yeah. what are what are our key customers saying? Here's a list of things and, you know, and how, and then they want, Raghu wants what got fixed from the last meeting, right? He wants, oh, right. To, he not only wants to hear, but he's coming back to engineering teams going, I want the CTAB people to come present and then I want the engineers to come present how many of the things from last meeting that they actually get out into a release or at least queued up for a release. So they are taking yeah. it serious, especially when you talk about SaaS releases, right? Oh, yeah. And I can vouch for that because, in fact, just yesterday for our upcoming CTAB that's happening at VMware Explorer, uh, in a couple of weeks, we had to submit a PowerPoint slide for each of the advisory boards. And I submitted two of them since I run, you know, the HCI board as well as the VI virtual infrastructure operations board. Um, we had to present a slide each of just what you said from the last C tab, some of the pain points from the, and then some of the things we fixed and addressed since uh, that last C tab. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, yeah, it goes out to the C tab members as well. And it's also Raghu is on it and uh, wants to get things fixed. So I think in the, in the light of that, we do pay attention and ideation is good and we are listening and we are because of SAS turnarounds and releases and beta programs happening. We're, we're actually, you know, pretty responsive these days, like way more responsive than we've ever been. So it's, it's interesting yeah. transition, right? So like, yeah. so uh, we're coming up into the last part of our, our, our time together, Adam. So one of the things that I, I like to ask a guest is like, so what do you got going on for the rest of the year? What excites you that's, that's happening, either in the beta programs or other kind of uh, yeah. stuff that you're working on? So um, for work, so in addition to the customer programs that I've been running for the last three and a half years that I mentioned, since July, I've also been named the vSphere release PM. So okay. I really don't sleep now as uh, okay. since that has happened. So I'm looking forward to uh, the vSphere release. I'm looking forward to sleeping again. Uh, that would be nice. Um, but in, in the near term, uh, there is a, an event in Monterey coming up on Friday that I'm looking forward to going to. It's a, it's a Porsche. It's a uh, works reunion event. So it'll be like all Porsches. I'm a Porsche enthusiast. Porsche enthusiast, excuse me, for any Porsche fans out there. Um, uh, That's so fun. I'm looking forward to that this Friday. Yeah. That, that yeah. Do you have said car? Or do you have a yeah. I, I did just get my first 911 in, in February, so I'm I can love with it. It's, it's kind of been my daily driver. I just can't stop driving it. Yeah, you're having fun with it. It it, it is one of those one of those things that I kind of go like, oh, I should I should just go get a Porsche or some kind of muscle, you know, nice yeah. European fast race car, right? I, I've looked at McLarens to see like how much would you actually? I don't have a garage uh, enough space for it, but it's like there is a bit of that, you know fun bucket list and now i kind of get it because like i'm i'm you know in my late 50s just turned 60 and it's like yeah but then i'll just be one of those older guys in a corvette where you see them and they're driving around yeah. in a Cor you'll, but, you'll be an older guy in a Porsche. No, yeah sure. right exactly but i think what it is is it is this now that i am that age i understand why people do it it's not because they want to impress anybody, right? That's that's yeah. not it at all. They actually yeah. just want to have fun with the vehicle that they've fallen in love with, right? It's, yeah. It's yeah. About and by the way, you look fantastic. I, I never would have guessed you were over 40 years old. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, there, there you go. That, not a day. Or, I, I, I feel like I'm Benjamin Button. I ran up to like uh, 55, <laughs> and then I just want to run back down again. And that, actually, you do look younger. Compared yeah, to the, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Actually, all it is is I'm trying to take off the COVID weight, right? So everybody I know that's been in COVID put on weight, and all I'm going to try to do is try to take it off. Um, All right, well, so you've got uh, some poor stuff. You're getting the major release out that we're not allowed to talk about, but that's coming out. Um, Excited to see that. That's always fun uh, and can't wait to have guests on to talk about that. And so you're in the thick of it because i know that that that, that's a lot of work to get a release out the door and we're not even allowed to talk about when it's going to come out or anything but uh i can imagine you will hear about it when uh when uh vmware explorer comes out that i can imagine there will be some conversation about it right so that's right yeah that's uh, a lot lot of the announcements uh but in very typical fashion i think when they announce stuff they have like a quarter to get it out right so so your your heavy lifting would probably come to an end at some point at the end of the quarter. Yeah, give or take. So so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. Now, this explains why I haven't heard much about you on from, from you on the AHA stuff. Because you're just like you're busy trying Sorry. to get uh, get a get a V out the door. That that makes total sense. Um, I know that seems to be the common complaint I hear from everyone. Like, oh, have you seen that email? Have you seen ah oh, sorry? Yeah, I'll get to it. Yes, yeah. cool. Cool. Um, all right. So that, and then uh, obviously, are you going to be at Explore? Do they let you even attend these things? They yeah, let- I'll be working primarily supporting some of the customer partner meetings. I'll be working like the CTAB events, CTEX events. Right. Um, and I think we usually do stuff for product feedback group. We, we didn't talk at all about that, but it's a different program that we run. It's, it's called the product feedback group. We tend to have a meetup session um, during the San Francisco, the U.S. VMworld or VMware Explorer event. Uh, but anyway, the product feedback group, that's when, you know, we discuss early concept ideas you're prior to even making it to beta. Uh, but we actually have an open application forum for that. I don't know. Maybe this might be a good time to to plug that. I don't know if I can. Uh, yeah, you can uh, You can plug anything you want here. It's the end of the yeah. podcast, so we only get about later. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah, we could have you come on. Yeah, sure. okay. yeah, yeah, okay, well, yeah. We'll have you on. Uh, that that would be great. Always looking for guests, uh, people to chat with. This has been fun to get to know you, Adam, because like uh, I know you've been behind the scenes for years. You know, yes. three years working here, but then at other places too. And you brought a lot of experience, so it's it's great to have you come on the show and uh, exposure to the the community ecosystem in general. So thanks a lot for doing all that hard work. Uh, and I know we're at the last five minutes to show, and we all have hard stops at one o'clock. So I will tell tell you that. You know, we do live stream this. We are on uh, Apple iTunes. If you're probably listening to this, you probably followed it on TalkShoe uh, or on Apple. Uh, we, we, we Most of our listeners are on Apple. Uh, but we also are on uh, YouTube, so you can jump over. If you want to see what Adam looks like, you go to youtube.com slash vbarbecue, V-B-A-R-B-E-C-U-E. Uh, go take a look at uh, what Adam looks like so you recognize him and say say hello. If you see him at VMworld, that's super good. Thanks for doing all the hard work. Um and because it's now in the past lunchtime here, Adam, we always end up with uh, B Barbecue. And I know we have Tony Foster uh, hanging out on the show. So, Tony, I'll invite you to come in and say hello, too. But, Adam, uh, B Barbecue, uh, do you get to, you're from Northern California, you must get some barbecue. Either tell us yeah. what you like to barbecue or what your favorite barbecue uh, place is in the Bay Area or this, wherever. This, this is probably the hardest question you've asked me today so far. Uh, I would say, though, that the my favorite barbecue is the non-messy, non-sloppy, saucy kind. Uh, anything dry, primarily like you know, tri-tip or chicken breast. That's uh, a- and, and none that I have to cook myself, have to grill myself. I 
I barbecued for years and I, I, you know, I just got tired of, of smelling smoke like smoke places. all night long. Yeah. Right. Otherwise I could tell you, I could eat barbecue probably for every meal <laughs> three yeah. times a day. You say that, but I ended up in Texas on a barbecue uh, tour where we went to like four different barbecue places over the course of the two days, a weekend, a long weekend. And I I would say you do time out. You do you do tilt when you eat too much barbecue too quickly uh, for too Mm -hmm. many days in a row. But uh, that sounds good. So so you're like a a dry barbecue person. Is that that like a like a rub? That's very Californian, by the way. Right. So, yeah, California, if you go down to like. Santa Maria down the coast where Hearst Castle is, a lot of cattle mm-hmm. ranchers back there. They don't use yeah. any sauce. If you go to the barbecue places there, it's all just grilled, professionally grilled with a rub, yeah. right? No sauces. This You let the smoke and the rub do the talking. And yeah, uh, yeah pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're making me hungry. I haven't eaten yeah, yet. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, that with some garlic bread and that's all. That's what that said. You got a nice yes. piece of meat, some garlic bread uh, with a rub, no sauce, nothing. And maybe sometimes they'll give you a little dipping sauce for your garlic bread only, but that's it. Nothing yeah, else. That's, right? it. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's it. All right. Tony Foster, you got anything that you want to share? Barbecue. I, I know you've been here all, do. all the time. What yeah, do you got? Yeah, barbecued peaches this last weekend. So Colorado peaches are coming into uh, season. Actually, they've been in season for about uh, three weeks now. And we just have the peaches uh, pop out the pit, sprinkle with a little bit of brown sugar and cinnamon, and pop them on the uh, grill to it low and slow. And, oh, they are amazing, especially when you pair it with some vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream, barbecue peaches. Gotta love that. I'm gonna do that. Uh, we have some peaches. We got a we got a box of them the other day. I think I'm gonna do that. So uh, cut them in half. Sprinkle. What'd you put on them? Cinnamon. Cinnamon and a little bit of brown sugar. Okay, brown sugar, cinnamon. Half them. Barbecue them up and then serve them warm with a scoop of ice cream. Love it. Vanilla. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, we're at the top of the hour. Adam, hey, it's been great to have you on the show. We'll have you back. You can tell us about other things. Um, get you back. Have a great VMworld. Good luck with your release. Super excited about it. Best time of the year. Best time of the three-year cycle when we do a major release uh, like this for vSphere. So excited about that. Uh, uh, fun to have you on the show. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. All right. Can't wait for Perfect. Great. We'll have you back. Uh, Thanks a lot to Graham and Tony Foster for being here always. Uh, Looking forward to next week. We're going to just do a no before you go. All the things are going to be happening on the show. We'll cover everything. If you haven't gotten your vSphere, sorry, your VMware Explore tickets, go get them. And, uh, you know, we'll see you at Explore.